Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast, where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Welcome back to another episode of Grow Old With Me podcast. We are on episode 16, and we are going to focus on humility and accepting God's correction in our lives. And it's been a little bit since we've podcasted, we've been struggling with some illness in our family, so I'm hoping I get through this without a coughing fit. <laughs> right, or having the we'll kids see. cough in the background. Yeah, yeah, we've been having a lot of colds and stiff, sniffly noses around here, so yeah, that's kind of where we're, <laughs> we're at. But um, So talking about humility in our lives, I think that is something that is a difficult, one of the most difficult things I think we as people can try to be. And when I say we try to be, I think there's our struggle right there. Well, I think it does take a, a natural effort to need to be humble because um, by our very natures as human beings in a fallen world, we're naturally inclined to go the other way and be proud and arrogant and be self-centered and believe that we can take care of ourselves and don't need um, correction or other people. Uh, whether it be other people or God himself, we believe that we have the best way. And I think we know as a people, even in our Christian walks, I don't know how often I'm, I've been guilty of maybe not exploring what God is wanting of me or even sitting still and being quiet and maybe listening to God's correction for me. And I think that can be a pride issue um, in itself because we think <laughs> I don't need correction. I, I have it all together. Right. Yeah. That's, I think a, a huge, uh, basically kind of a, a root, um, thought that leads to all sorts of different sins, uh, is this idea that, um, we are, maybe we value our own morality higher than it actually is. We, we maybe see ourselves in an untrue light, because um, if we if we are honest with ourselves, we understand that we're completely depraved and and sinful. Um, but in reality, if you if you ask any one of us, we'd probably report ourselves to be basically good. Um, or I mean, we're trying and we're improving. Um, so ultimately, knowing that we are bad, uh, that we are naturally inclined towards sin, we are obviously need that correction you're talking about. But the way we receive it, I think, is kind of. Um, it's it difficult. Kind of, it it shows the condition of our hearts, I think, in the way we receive it. Um, we we're talking when sin entered the world. That's that's kind of what started Adam and Eve off on the sin path is that pride, because Satan talked about, well, if you eat of that fruit, you'll be like God, and God doesn't want you to know all He knows. Right. Um, and I think that is a tempting thing for us to want to take that pride for ourselves and want people to think we're something else. Right. And want things to go the way we want them to go. Right. Yeah. Um, I think even in that in that original sin, um, they they had this this idea that maybe for a moment they thought that they knew better than God that somehow for their own. Uh, 
future, Adam and Eve both decided that maybe God didn't uh, have it fully planned out the way that maybe they had thought about it. And in that instance, they actually put themselves above God. They actually put their pride ahead of his correction. Um, and that really, that pride even stemmed into that one. And I think we do that same thing, although it sounds very um, harsh or even... Um, what do, what's the word for idolatry? You know, maybe it, it, it sounds like we're, we're not um, in any way following God, even though I think our hearts might say that we, we mean to follow God. I think we do that, that we put our own plans as better than God's plans. Um, I think sometimes because it's just hard to do God's plans and, and what we have looks better or easier or maybe has a more um, tangible result for ourselves that we tend to make our plans elevated higher than his for us well i think it's subtle too i don't think we always recognize where our pride is that we're not being humble i think there's daily um i am not being humble and i need to repent of that probably every night and i don't always i don't always know in my day like so for example today we found some mold in our daughter's closet and it immediately stressed us out and the same daughter we couldn't find her other winter boot um and i think i get so busy like i don't think to stop and pray like god what do you want from me in this moment what do you like yeah i just get so like oh how are we gonna fix that closet and where is her other boot and how am i gonna fix this me 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 yeah um and that's a sin right there. And I don't think like in the moment I'd say I'm sinning, right. but really not having that dependence on God and being so focused on how I am going to run my life and how I am going to fix things right. is a sin that that we need to be repenting of. Yeah. And I think when it comes to humility, uh, we kind of read through that seems to be um, a, a common theme throughout Old and New Testament about how that is the kind of heart that we need to have is a, is a humble heart. And I think as I, I read through a lot of these Bible verses, those are the ones that are most convicting um, to me is, is those words that fo- though they focus on humility are the ones that I end up having to write down and focus on because like Crystal, you're saying is that um, on a daily basis, I find myself being arrogant and proud um, and, and you're right, our only response to that is that, that there's confession needed and we're going to have to turn from that and, and acknowledge our own brokenness and rely on God. So I have been in a Bible study the last two weeks. Um, we've been focusing on wisdom. And the first week was about our source of wisdom and where it comes from. And the verses kind of, I felt like the whole week was kind of talking about Um, surrendering our pride and when we do that we gain wisdom which it (laughs) seems like opposite I mean it's it should seem like if you're wise you're in control of things but really it seems like reading through scripture the wiser you are the less you try to control things Um, (laughs) so one of the first one of the verses that we read was Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I think it's not saying like we're deathly afraid of God, like he's a monster going to jump out on us, at us, but um, that we have a healthy reverence for him, that we just uplift him and hold him in high regard. 
And I think that does, that is the basis of our wisdom, because I feel like if we try to, uh, if we despise instruction and being um, corrected, we are not very wise at all. <laughs> and I think that's very obvious in the fruit that we bear in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I echo that right with uh, James 3, uh, verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. That wisdom actually comes from humility. And in that same chapter, it says that uh, there's two types of wisdom. Uh, there's this first wisdom that you don't want. It's the wisdom that is uh, coming from selfish ambition. Which if, I, if I'm honest and confessing, I got I to gotta tell you that I operate under that wisdom. The one that is going to advance myself honestly more frequently than I operate under the second wisdom that I haven't necessarily delved into yet. But selfish ambition, I think, is um, it's not wisdom. It, it might appear that way to ourselves. It might advance ourselves, but it's not giving us uh, the fulfillment of um, being connected with God and the plan he has for us. So that's the first kind of wisdom that we don't really want, the selfish, the selfish ambition wisdom. Uh, but there's the second wisdom, it says, that comes from heaven that's pure and submissive. Uh, it get, brings mercy and good fruit. It's impartial and sincere. Um, that's the wisdom, uh, the submissive one, that we are willing to lay down our own selfish plans and allow God to do whatever it is he wants and be okay with that. And actually not just be okay with it, but realize that what we're sacrificing isn't even sacrifice because we acknowledge that God's plan is better than ours. And the second um, Bible verse we went through is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. And I really felt like it showed me how much we need to rely on God. So it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. I just feel like it's so all-encompassing. Like, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And how often do we go through a day where I feel like pride gets the best of me pretty easily because I'm not trusting with all my heart in the Lord, and I'm, I am leaning heavily on my own understanding throughout the day. Um, so I like thinking about that verse and how often that we need to come back to it and just rely on God. Yeah. Uh, on how he'll direct your paths when we don't lean on our own understanding. That That's really kind of saying, again, that um, it, if we trust on our own ways, we're going to end up in the wrong spot. But we trust in God's ways and he'll, he'll bring us there. Uh, and obviously we see what God would have us do. Um, in James 4, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. That exact same quote shows up in First uh, Peter 5, which I think was quoting Proverbs 3. It, and I think when you see in the Bible those same verses happening over and over and over again, word for word, it's because it's important. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In the First Peter 5 chapter, it follows it up, First Peter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Uh, realizing that if we actually do humble ourselves under God's hand, it might be uncomfortable and seem sacrificial, but in due time, whether it be here or in heaven, uh, whether it be in um, something we, we necessarily see, uh, we can understand that he'll lift us up. Uh, he'll direct our paths. 
he's going to take care of us. And I think uh, we need to acknowledge that. We need to not just realize it, but actually start acting under it and realizing that um, my own plan isn't what's best. But we yeah, got that's, yeah, that's, I think that's a hard understanding. Right. Well, because it's, think... I put thought into it. You know, I seem like I usually can track my own understanding or my own mind but that's that's the problem is i'm trying to rely on my own understanding it's 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 hard to let that go and trust a plan that i didn't create Mm -hmm. so for the practical side of things i think um we kind of touched on this earlier but something that we need to be doing is every night um either confessing our sins to god if we know um in our day that we have done wrong and not been humble or anything it's not just humility but also I think sitting quietly with God making it a priority to have some quiet time with God and seeing if there's something that he puts on your heart that maybe you wouldn't even think to confess but um what God is maybe trying to correct you and and taking those things that you feel like Maybe he's, I can't think of the word now. Um, revealing? Yeah, revealing or convicting you of. Oh, nice. Um, and working on those and praying in those areas and saying, you know, like, I, we can't do it on our own. We need his help. So I think, I think that's a big thing for practicality-wise is just talking to God about it giving him your everything and making sure that you are making those corrections when you feel like he is putting it on your heart. Right. I think maybe um, right along with that suggestion, I think I would say um, to be purposeful in making that time happen where you you, you kind of have um, like a a plan um, to have it revealed to you or a, a purposeful time where God can reveal those items in your in your thoughts and actions that you were being proud and uh, trying to go your own way instead of His. Uh, I think I, I had this idea that you could take an, an inventory on your thoughts and actions, and I think that that again, I think I kind of like the way you said it, Crystal, better is because I think the way I just said it, taking inventory, kind of leaves it up to me to decide. Though I I do think that um, we tend to know our own motivate own motivators what what is it that drives us to do the things we do and even we know our own thoughts and in those i think we can pretty clearly identify where we're trying to seek and serve ourselves and uh, when we know that that's the case then by all means let's go ahead and confess them but i I think you were kind of alluding to that idea that there's some things that we might not come up with on our own and we need to just sit in stillness and ask God to reveal where we need to correct our thoughts and actions and confess to him where we were proud and not trusting his way. And with that, in that, um, where we don't even know what we're doing wrong, I think along our Christian walk, God convicts us at different times of different things. And I think the further we go along in our walk, um, maybe the more, like the tighter maybe the reins get, like we get convicted of more things than we would have if we're like 
at babyhood and our spirituality. Right. I'm not. I'm not sure. I would say tighter because it does kind of assume right. it's like we're prisoners or something. But you know, that's right. not really. We the do case. have free will. I just yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we just realized that <coughs> over the course of time, we're becoming more and more like Jesus. And so, as he kind of works on the big things, I think he kind of refines back down more and more so that because obviously we're never going to get there. He's always going to have things to work on. But I was going to say in my teenage years, I. My friends and I would go watch scary movies, and we just thought it was a fun thing to do. And it never entered my mind that that wouldn't be pleasing to Christ or a good thing to do. And um, we watched one about exorcisms and just not not good. And I think it even, like, followed me into adulthood where I'd just get, like, creeped out or I'd think about it, and it would bug me. And I was telling my friend this, and she was like, well, have you ever considered repenting of it and I was like no I actually I actually haven't so that very night I did end up repenting of that um and I haven't been like those thoughts haven't bothered me I felt completely under Jesus's security blanket in that area so I do think when he convicts us it's it's for a purpose so that we um we can feel his freedom and his love. Yes. And yeah, you just have this general peace about your life when you are free of that, that sin yeah. holding you down. I, I think when it comes to confessing uh, to God or even to others, that really is kind of our, our posture of humility. That is our way of expressing our humbleness. If we can actually lower ourselves and apologize for what we did wrong so if we want to strive to be more humble people i I think that's got to be a a practice that we're willing to engage in is to admit our flaws and our wrongs and our sin uh, to god and to those who we wrong Uh, and i I think that that um, is really kind of an an important step in being a follower of Jesus Christ is to be willing to apologize. And I think in our roles, we have, like as parents and teachers, Peter and I both teach, I think in those roles, I think it's very easy to not want to apologize or even look like you have any wrongdoing. I think as a teacher, you want to look like you have you have it together and you're an authority figure and as a parent as well, but... Really, I think the students and our children respect us more for apologies. And I do think that um, it's a good example for them to show that we we are all people. I mean, we're all human and we're none of us are ever going to be perfect. So I think to see adults make apologies in those areas really is a good it's a good example for those kids. And I think as Christians in general, that's uh, something that we can demonstrate to the world is that we are actually sinners saved by grace, that we actually as Christians need to be demonstrating that we have flaws and are willing to apologize for them as well, because that really shows off how powerful is the grace of God. Though the world reinforces the necessity of self-advancement and reliance on ourselves, let it be our goal as followers of Christ to be different. Instead, let's humble ourselves by confessing our pride and flaws so that God's power can be shown all the more in the midst of our weakness. He must become greater, I must become less.